everyone. Welcome to HubShots episode 130. We talk all things schnitzel. Apex number one HubSpot focused podcast where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, new features and strategies for growing your market results. We hope you enjoy the podcast as much as HubSpot's CEO Brian Halligan does. Thanks for creating this podcast. It's awesome. I listen to it on the weekends and I really enjoy it. In this episode, we look at chat about landing pages, removing Google Analytics from HubSpot, understand the purpose of your website, in-app notifications, and schnitzel. With me is my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems, and my name's Ian Jake from Search Be Found. How are you, Craig? I'm well, and well, did you mention schnitzel? Yes, I did. It's great. It's coming up to 10 o'clock on uh, Thursday, the 26th of July, as we record this. And yeah, we've um, filled up on schnitzel over at the Bavarian Beer Cafe. I know, it was very good, wasn't it? Yes. Well, we'd like to give our listeners an update on the the current state of uh... what we eat. (laughs) It's pretty important to us at this time of night. All right. Let's get into it. Tons to get through this week. I know. Firstly, I caught up with some people from HubSpot today. Yeah, speaking inbound, yeah. Yep. Nick. Nick Zenny. Oh, Zenny. I've misspelled it. And, then the office and Daniel Bershey. Yeah. And Kartik Day. Oh, how's Kartik going? He's great. So shout out to you guys. And we've got a bit of a sad farewell. Oh, it's a sad. It, it is sad because. Um, I've got to put on my sad face. Yeah, put on your sad face. I'm trying hard. A sad that Mads Nielsen has um, left HubSpot after oh, ages. Five years. A long time. A long time, yeah. Yes. Asia Packs. I think he's what the, the number, number one, one sales, sales guy. guy. Well done. So Mads, we're going to miss you, and uh, hopefully we'll stay in touch. But thanks for all your guidance and wisdom and help over the years. It's been wonderful. So you'll be missed. All right, Craig. Onto our inbound speakers that have been announced this week. So there's been a few more speakers that have been announced, and there is a full agenda. So you can check through that if you just go to inbound.com/agenda or slash speakers, you'll find that. Yeah. Tell me a gem of well, a speaker well, that we discovered. What I noticed, I was going through the agenda, and this is why you should go through the agenda, folks, because when you look at if you look at their speakers page, I think, well, I'm just talking to myself, I find it underwhelming. But if you dig into the agenda, actually stick in some of the speakers, like I found Reid Hoffman. Yeah. He's going to be speaking there. He's, not, he's got a session. Now, we've put a link in the show notes to his session. Make sure you So tell me, so people that don't know who Reid Hoffman is. Um, who's Reid Hoffman? He's the co-founder of LinkedIn. Yes. Yeah. No, he's, uh, he's, I guess what, what I'm saying is, who is he? He's pretty amazing. He's like pretty if you amazing, think of correct. Um, some of the big social networks, yes. he's kind of been there, done that in yeah. some ways. Yeah. Now, Craig, you love doing, in the last three years of doing HubShots, you love doing speaker predictions. <laughs> and I thought, well, he's a really good one, Craig. And you would love to see her there, wouldn't you? Yeah, so we're talking about Sophia, the world's first humanoid, activated, activated. Oh, I know, activated. Not like almonds, but activated in 2015 and busy ever since. So you, you put me on this. What? Tell me about this. Yeah. She just gained citizenship in Saudi Arabia. Amazing. And appeared on television and she's actually at some event shortly to do with marketing and she's on a panel answering questions. So I thought, hey, what better person to have at Inbound? She should be there on the speaker page. Looking That's forward right. to it. If you get a chance, have a look at the show notes. There's a picture of Sophia in there. All right. HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Craig? Yeah, look, so I just want to go through this. We were actually on a client site today. The question came up. We're talking about HubSpot. And they said, oh, well, we've got this other tool that we use for doing um, simple surveys. Uh, I just wonder how we do that. Could you do that in HubSpot? And we're like, yeah, uh, you can just have a form on a landing page and it'll work really well. 
And at first I wasn't sure whether they actually realised this was possible, but it was kind of, I was like, oh, how complex is the survey? Because I thought maybe it's quite complex, but different branching. I think, oh, no, just a couple of questions. And so I guess the reason for mentioning it as marketing feature of the week is it's actually really simple. We think of landing pages as just lead generation. Yeah. But it doesn't take much to think of all the other uses that you could have for landing pages. You can set them up for, well, you could even do simple quizzes and things like that. Yes, you can. But just a quick survey, a few questions. And as an example, this is what we do with the Sydney HubSpot user group when we're asking for feedback. We send them to a link. It's just a landing page with a form to get feedback. And that actually works really well. It's obviously part of the, the contact record then. Um, I guess if you want more complex surveys, then that's when SurveyMonkey and those other tools come in place. And SurveyMonkey has has a um, a native integration with HubSpot, so that's all integrated. And of course, um, Service Hub. So I've been testing Service Hub a bit further, implementing it into our business. They've got some great standardised features in there for customer feedback, mm. for ticketing, and so on, and which I've actually really enjoyed playing with. So I think that's a really good step in the right direction, just straight out of the box. Set it up and away you go. All right, on to our HubSpot gotcha of the week, Craig. And this is you can't remove Google Analytics from the page. Now, why we're highlighting this is that there is an option in HubSpot for tracking integration, right? So you basically click the tick box, you put that UA code in, which is the Google Analytics tracking ID. That's right. And then HubSpot goes about inserting it onto all the pages. Now, why we're saying this is the gotcha is... Well, here's the reason. If you've got multiple domains in your portal, maybe you've got an enterprise portal, I ran into this issue in a portal a week or so ago where they'd actually put analytics in place. But then we were switching to Google Tag Manager, and you can go back to episode 126 if you want to learn more about Google Tag Manager and why you should use it. So we're taking out this Google Analytics option in HubSpot, and we just wanted to put Google Tag Manager in place. But um, every time I'd, I'd done ticket, save, okay, yep, seems to be out. Then I'd go and check the source behind on the page. Oh, the Google Analytics script is still being inserted. Anyway, backwards and forwards, and I finally found out that even though I was unticking it, and the screenshot is in um, show notes, unticking it and saving it, it wasn't actually removing it. What I had to do was go through every single domain and untick it. Actually, what I had to do was I had to make them all the same. I found that I had to either have them all ticked on... Oh. And saved, and then I went through and unticked them all. Yeah, wow. And saved. Now I don't know if that was the combination, but it seemed to me if if what was enabled in one domain and not in another it didn't mean matter even if I'd saved it in one domain. Yeah. As unticked, it was still there. So a bit of a gotcha. And by the way, you might say, oh, what does it matter if it's being inserted by Google <laughs> Analytics and via Google Tag Manager? You don't want the Google Analytics script inserted twice on your website because it affects things like um, bounce rates and stuff Correct. like that. So a bit of a gotcha there. If you've got any other questions around that, um, drop us a line. We'll help you out. All right. Now on to our marketing tip of the week, Craig. And this is understanding the purpose of your website. Is it to do with lead generation or is it to do with sales confidence, right? Now you asked this question because I think you've had this and I've had this question like, oh, can you fix this on our site or can we redesign our site? We're not happy with it. And we always take people back to what is the purpose and the goal of your site? Yeah, this is exactly right. This came up actually with a prospect we were chatting with recently where they said, oh, I've got this whole content strategy. We've done content in the past, great blog posts, thought leadership. It was a waste of time, didn't work. I was like, oh, that's an interesting observation. Tell us about your, your business. How does it work? 
oh, well, we have these BDMs. They're out on the road. I just got them out there all the time going around to prospects, um, tr- uh, showing them our tool. And I was like, oh, okay. So what's actually the purpose of the website? Well, we want to give them confidence. Yep. I was like, ah, oh, so why are you building this whole content strategy and lead generation side to your website if actually it's just about setting perception? The sales team are already yep. out there meeting with people and then purely what they need is people coming to the site to get, oh, yeah, okay, I'm confident with these people. So that's the whole question that we're posing. Yep. What's the purpose of your site? Is it lead generation or is it sales confidence? Now, of course, when you're a larger business, it'll be both. Correct. But if you're just starting off and you're doing a website redevelopment, just be clear about what the purpose. primary purpose of your of your site is. All right. On to our HubSpot easily misunderstood feature of the week, Craig. Now, this is something new called in-app notifications. And so, like we always do, we went about testing it. And uh, This was pre-schnitzel. It was pre-schnitzel. It was getting very frustrating, I have to say. Anyway, I discovered where the in-app notification was because I was looking for it in the HubSpot app on my mobile device, right? So thinking in-app notification, that's where I want to get it. It seems logical. It seems it does seem logical. There is in the notification options in the workflows. This is set up in a workflow. There is a mobile push option, right? So I thought in-app, this is what I thought. We both thought this. We were updating the HubSpot app thinking, is it in the beta app? Trying it out anyway. It was schnitzel time, and so we left for schnitzel. <laughs> we came back, right? And then I'm going, okay, let's uh, go to, I see this little red dot in my browser in the corner of HubSpot saying, oh, I've got some notifications. And there we are. So I've put a screenshot of us testing it and not to get confused as to where this alert is taking place. Yeah, so I think the summary, folks, is if you've seen this send in that notifications through Workflow's new feature announcement recently, and you're wondering what in-app means, it means in-web app. It Correct. doesn't mean in-mobile phone app. So anyway, that's kind of obvious or makes sense in, in hindsight. In hindsight, but at the time we're like, yeah. All right, Craig, now is the opinion of the week. So I'm going to tell you this because we do a lot of work for a lot of home builders and property developers, and it was really interesting how, as I talked to a lot of them, Generating leads is actually relatively easy, right? So people on that journey, they're they're inquiring, they're looking at their options, they're talking to different builders, but time to close is getting longer and also closing is getting harder because, you know, there's obviously many factors. People need the cash, they need the finances, they need to have everything lined up to actually make this happen, you know. And as lending becomes harder, people, you know, who might have actually being able to borrow money to build a house, now can't do that given current lending situations and what's going on in the banking industry, right? So I think it's why this is the opinion is that people are now or businesses are feeling a different pain, right? So they're getting the leads, they understand that the quality of the leads is important, but now they're thinking, well, once I get that person, how do I nurture them effectively? How do I help shorten that sales cycle? and actually make that sale. And I think it's tricky. Like we're moving into this, we're moving in a direction where, you know, it's increasingly becoming a global economy. People are trying to protect their borders. 
we're trying to get better at what we're doing. We're trying to deliver better results. And I think it's a it's an interesting combination of things that are taking place. Yeah, look, I think you're right. I've got two comments to make on this. I think one, you know how we've seen this trend from marketing managers changing from their KPIs being around leads. They're much more revenue inclusive now. Yes. It's like marketing has a revenue KPI component to it. And that's because they're helping with this nurturing that you talk about. The second comment I have is, and this is, I guess, just availability bias, thinking about my own behavior, which is always dangerous to kind of base stuff on your own behavior. But I have noticed I am signing up for much more exposure to products these days, and I'm happy to take the calls. Whereas before I was like, oh, avoid calls, avoid follow-ups. Now I'm like, I'm happy to take them because I'm, I'm much more confident just saying, no, it's actually not a fit for me. Oh, thanks. And I'm much more kind of, um, oh, I wonder if that works for me. I wonder if that's a common behavior where people are like, oh, yeah, I'm happy to sign up and be a lead. Everyone's a lead on so many databases, but they're getting better at saying, no, that's not what I need and pushing back. Mm. Whereas before they tried to avoid the call, now they'll happily take the call and just push back and say, no, it's not what I want. Correct. Yeah, and I think very valid. Think about how you're behaving when you're buying things and you're evaluating products and services that you consume on a daily basis. I think that's a really clear impact. So there's something for everybody to think about. I think in your business, think about, have a look at the moving parts and have a think about all the processes that are going on and think about where you can help people make choices quicker and easier without having to jump through 100 hoops. Mm. All right, Craig, we're going to talk about the retirement of the week. Now, would you believe that Facebook is actually taking stuff away from us? We kind of oh, think they, surprise, surprise. We kind of think, oh, Facebook, they know everything and they expose everything. No, they're actually cutting back. And I guess this is a, well, a response to recent events. But one of the things that's going away is this um, socioeconomic profiling. We used yes. to be able to target income brackets and, in fact, net worth guidance and things like that. Mid-August or so, that's all being removed from advertising. So just be aware of that. Your kind of targeting options in Facebook aren't getting uh, decreasing. Yeah, they're decreasing. They aren't getting more specific. They're getting less. Yeah, so I think when we talk about all these things, change is imminent, right? And I think what we need to do, and if you're in a role where you're looking after things like this and you're in a business and you're thinking, how do we make this channel work, I'd actually be looking at it closer to see what advantages you can take out of what's available as opposed to saying we're losing everything, oh, it's not going to work anymore. Actually look a bit closer and analyse it further to understand what changes you can make to get a better result. All right, Craig, on to our quote of the week. Uh, shall I read this? Yeah, so this, yes, is from, should. this is from the Daily Stoic. It's, it's not often that I supply quote of the week. By the way, quote of the week, one of our most popular segments, always done, by, <laughs> always done by you. I'll just come in and destroy it. But this is from the Daily Stoic, which is a book by Ryan Holiday, where he just kind of pulls out um, some of the learnings or well, thoughts. It's daily wisdom, isn't it? Daily wisdom from, yeah, Marcus Aurelius and, and others. But this quote um, is his talking about a particular piece Marcus Aurelius wrote. And he said, so if you need an extra boost to get out of bed this morning, if you need something more than caffeine can offer, use this. People are depending on you. So it's an interesting thought because we can get caught up on the day-to-day of just, oh, I'm just doing stuff, I'm doing stuff. Actually, as soon as, have you noticed this when someone's not there in the office? They might, might only have a junior role or something. Yes. Oh, they're, they're only, they're just in marketing. We don't need marketing, right? <laughs> so they're not there and things fall over. Like people are needed in all parts. 
And so that's you, dear listener. People are depending on you. So um, jump out of bed and get excited. That's right. If you're walking on the beach, get excited. All right. We have some bonus links of the week, Craig, to do with Search Console, to find keywords, and to also... Oh, another little one. that Oh, the other one uh, dives into defensible moats for businesses. So just something to, th- to think about. It's a bit of a longer thought piece. So, And yeah. you've got one tool? Oh, I'm just checking out a tool called Little Warden, which is a tool that checks sites for little problems and just notifies you. Ah. You know, nothing worse than coming in. Oh, do you realise the site's been down since last night? No? Yes. No one told me? Oh, it's been down all day? Oh, okay. Things like that, yep. which can be easily automated. So a great little tool there to check out. So does that actually do that? Yeah, it does. And oh, it checks it a whole bunch of other things like... Oh, something on the page is not working. Oh, we've changed um, ah. HTTPS isn't running on this page. Little things like that. Excellent. Well, that ends our show and we'd love you to leave us some feedback. Take a screenshot of the episode that you're listening to. Tell us one thing that you've learned. We'd love to help you guys out and we'd love to know what you'd like to know more about as weeks go on. Well, Craig, until next time. Catch you later, Ian. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.